Why? I can't do it alone, he said. Or she thought he said, through the crackle. Wait! The wind blew down the line at her, and she shuddered, imagining she could feel its cold breath against her skin. How long for? She shouted against it. Hello? Oliver? Are you still there? Can you hear me? Damn! Frowning, she returned the phone to its cradle. Her hands were no longer trembling, but she felt cold and oddly heavy. She took a gulp of coffee, but it was tepid and bitter, so she poured it down the sink. She threw the toast into the bin, put the marmalade back on the shelf, folded the paper so the headline, Family Die in Fire, was no longer showing, and sat at the table, shutting her eyes and resting her head in her hands. She wanted to think, but for a while no thoughts came, no images even, just a voice in the darkness repeating the words that made little sense. It's Ralph. He's dying. When she lifted her head again, the room seemed suddenly unfamiliar to her, as if she had already left it, and it had receded into her past like a story that was over. A small, well-lit space, Four chairs pushed against the wooden table she had rescued from a skip and restored. Well-stocked cupboards, shelves lined with herbs, the calendar on the wall turned to December, a bare tree spreading its boughs across an empty winter landscape. There was a small whiteboard on the door, items to remember written on it in red felt tip, milk, bin bags, phone council, B-day cards to Claire, Martin and Anna. It was snug and functional, like a cabin on a great liner. Returning from work in the evening, she would look up at her illuminated window, and it would seem to her that her flat was bobbing in the buoyant darkness above. Perhaps she would simply ignore the phone call, pretend that it had never happened. Then her life could continue on the same tack, a steady course that over the last months had consoled her. But even as she thought this, Imagining herself going smoothly through her unchanged day, she was making plans. She heated up a second cup of coffee in the microwave and made a list in her head of all the things she needed to do, her mind skittering across the icy surface of the news and trying not to break through into scary waters. Pack a few clothes. It would be cold in the north of Scotland in December. Walking boots and thick sweaters, gloves, thermal socks. Layers. That was what her mother had always cancelled whenever Marnie was packing, and she seemed to have been packing for most of her life. Ralph was dying. At least Oliver had said so. But it didn't feel true, or even possible. Passport. Although it was only a domestic flight. A couple of books. Her notebook. Travel light. How long would she be gone anyway? A day? Two? More? For a moment, Ralph's face flashed into view, vivid with life, youthful with time unaccounted for, smiling at her as she sat befuddled in her kitchen. She felt a vicious pinch of panic. He couldn't die. He couldn't leave yet. Tampons, toothbrush, makeup, migraine tablets. She hadn't asked how he was dying. Had he been hit by a car, or perhaps a stroke? so now his mobile face was slack and lopsided. Would she even recognize him? Eight o'clock. 
Only fifteen minutes had passed since Oliver's phone call. She needed to tell Elaine that she wouldn't be at work for the next day or so, and she knew Elaine would not be best pleased. Marnie worked in a puppet museum in Soho, just a few minutes from her flat, and Elaine was the owner. She was a short, fat, squashy American woman of indeterminate age, who lived in Chichester with her cats, wore mustard-coloured leggings and prickly woolen jerseys, carried her purse, often containing great wads of cash, in a plastic bag, talked in bursts of furious speed, and was as sharp as a tack. She was also, it seemed, very rich, although Marnie had never discovered how, and the museum, which was really too small, dark, dusty, and strange to deserve such a name, was one of her hobbies on which she occasionally, fiercely, lavished her attention and money, until she forgot about it once more. She never expected it to make a profit, and it never did. Indeed,